Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Three Ravens, the podcast where we talk about Game of Thrones. We are here for a special live show at the Copper Room, the speakeasy above Ben's Brewing Company. Now, we were always recording these shows up there, but in the past, we've been sitting here by ourselves. Tonight, we've got a little bit of an audience, and I am joined by my co-hosts. To my left, Josh Kramer. To my right, Brooke Lancaster. How are you guys feeling? Coming out of my dark place. <laughs> I'm sad. Talk about dark <laughs> place. I saw you downstairs uh, talking a little bit about how disappointed you are and how Game of Thrones ended up. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sad that it's all over, and I'm just kind of disappointed how this last season went, like how everything was so like compact and everything happened so fast. We couldn't really appreciate it all, so... Well, I've got this fancy new board tonight, so, you know, I can test something out and do, like... Shame. <laughs> Shame. So, uh, you know, it's over, Josh. The pain is over. We're going we're gonna to talk about it. This is kind of like group therapy tonight. The show is over. We all have to move on with our lives. And we have prequels to look forward to, so maybe we'll have a reason to do a show again in the future. But tonight, what you can expect is, of course, a full breakdown of the episode like we've done on every Three Ravens episode so far. We've also gonna, we're going to talk about those spinoff shows, and we have some Game of Thrones games. In fact, I thought maybe that's where we could start. Brooke, you've got an idea for a game. Tell me about it. So you guys have all uh, played the F-Kill-Marry game? F marry kill, right? Yeah. So the yeah. idea is yeah. what? You have to marry someone, you have to so you draw, F them? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you draw three names and you have to decide which one you would F kill or marry. However, this game is called Bed, Wed, or Behead. Ooh. All right, so to play this game. Got my fancy dragon hat here. We're going to let Josh Kramer pick three names out first. Oh, me first. And you have to tell us who you'd wed, who you'd bed, and who you'd behead. And then you're going to replace those, and we'll move on to new people. Okay, so I got Cersei. I got Ramsey Bolton. <laughs> and I got Ned Stark. So I am going to kill Ramsey Bolton. Screw that guy. <laughs> I'm going to bed Cersei because I'm sure that would be Shame. pretty awesome. <laughs> and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry Ned Stark. I'm going to wed Ned Stark. Lord <laughs> All right, let's replace those, and I'm going to choose my three. And uh, I'm going to get different names probably, right? Yep, yeah. All right. All right, here we go. Was I supposed to leave those out? No, no. I've got Tormund at Giant's Bane. <laughs> I've got Joffrey. Ooh. <laughs> it's not going so good for me. <laughs> And I have Grey Worm. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, this is wonderful. Um, so certainly I think that uh, if we talk about somebody who's going to be there that's loyal, I think it's definitely Grey Worm, right? So L- Grey Worm would have my back. I'm, I'm marrying him. Uh, Tormund, certainly a lover, right? Yeah. <laughs> a man of, of many passions. So I guess I, I... He'll show you a good time. I bed Tormund. Well, you can't definitely bed kill Worm. Joffrey. <laughs> well, just saying you could. Well, I think there there are things like Missandei and him had fun, right? <laughs> All right, you said you're not going to play, but yeah, I think you have my... to play. Okay, fine. Audience, what do you think? Has to play, right? All right that's yeah. I was going to pass mine on to somebody. All right, we'll okay. we'll bring up uh, we'll bring up some others. Jorah Mormont. Pre or post grayscale? <laughs> <laughs> Does it, doesn't Question matter. was pre or post? He was just tougher after. 
Brienne or Braun? Ooh. All right. Did you have Robin Aaron in here by any chance? I do. I was hoping you would get him. <laughs> I do. He's kind of a stud muffin right <laughs> Actually, now. Actually, they're all Robin Aaron. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to behead Braun because he's a sellsword. I don't trust him. Um, oh, this is hard. So the question is Now to... I have wed or... Bed. Well, I'm going to behead Braun. Yeah. I'm going to wed or bed. Boy, you got some pretty loyal people there. Jorah Mormont <laughs> and Brienne of Tarth. I want to marry Jeez. Jorah, but I Sirius don't want to... Sirius a heart attack, both of them. I know. Okay. Eric, my husband's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why you didn't want to play. <laughs> For his sake. No, just kidding. Um, I'm going to wed Jorah, and I'll bed Brienne. Good call. We saw what she's nice. all about. All right, we're going to bring up one of our former Three Ravens co-hosts, Chris Marlowe. We would like to see you grab three. There's a microphone over there if you want to grab a seat. I got Joffrey, which is a repeat, but then I have Tywin Lannister <laughs> and, and Drogon. <laughs> so, Drogon. Um, <clears throat> Drogon. Oh, Drogon. Oh, Drogon. Not, not Drogo, Drogon. Drogon. Okay. The dragon. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, it says in parentheses, yes. The dragon. Okay. <laughs> oh. Your decision, sir. I wanted to make sure people. Wow. Uh, I'm going to behead <laughs> Joffrey, just because that would probably give me the most satisfaction out of all three of these. And then <laughs> I'll marry Tywin and, and bed Drogon. Oh, good idea. <laughs> Drogon is. Uh, Dragons are hot. asexual. It's a fact. Yeah, and. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, right? He's the only one left. So <laughs> you get your shot, you take it. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for playing. That is bed, wed, or behead. So we are now going to jump into the analysis of this final episode. And as always, if you've paid attention to the show, Three Ravens, I like to just go line by line of here's what happened in order. So if you guys see anything you want to talk about more, let's do that. So the episode opens up, and we get to see one Tyrion Lannister surveying all of the damage. He's walking around in a daze. He's looking up at the sky for some reason, I think, to see what was used to be in the skyline. And he is still wearing the hand of the queen lapel at that point. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon we see, John, we see him joined by John Davos, and there's just pure silence. There's a lot of silence on the screen. And immediately my thought was, man, there are a lot of buildings still standing. Anybody else? I mean, for as much devastation, block by block, street by street, everything knocked out, and yet everything still seems to be standing. I mean, we only saw a small portion, so I'm sure the rest of the city was in shambles. It's trying to give you an out to uh, get mad at those writers, but no. (laughs) My thought was, we don't have time to see what you guys see. We know what it looks like. Move on. This is a hurry. This is the last episode. We don't have time for this. Well, knowing you, you're probably like, oh, we got to go get the throne. Go get the throne. Yeah, I'm like, hurry up. This is it. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, my big beef with that scene, that was like 12 minutes of like Tyrion just like walking through the city and stuff, and it was just like, there's so much more we have to (laughs) get to right now. Like, let's hurry it up. All right, so then the next thing we see is Grey Worm out executing prisoners. And that's where we see the first showdown between he and John, where John's saying he's on his knees. What don't you understand about surrendering? He's a prisoner. And what does Grey Worm do? Slices the guy's throat. What do we think about Grey Worm at this point? I'm over him. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think uh, that this was like the writer and producers like they wanted us to see like John's humanity and kind of like reiterate that he is a good person that he's going to push for this and so that what happens later either surprises us or kind of sets us up for it. I mean, I I just I think like Grey Worm just should have died already or something because I just <laughs> everything he did that episode of wasn't happy with and I just I don't know it just wasn't good. I'm going to bring in one of our former guest hosts on this show, too. Ryan Rolfs, all the way down from Sioux Falls here. How are you feeling? Well, Ben, didn't you marry Grey Worm? Wasn't that just what happened? Well, <laughs> that's why I said, how are you guys feeling about him? I, uh, he's, he's mine. He, uh, he became exactly what he hated. He became uh, like a reflection of the masters. Yeah. He's there executing people in chains that are kneeling right there. Um, yeah, I... I also, I, I Josh, I, th- I thought the Tyrion 12 minutes was like the best 12 minutes of the episode. I liked it too. Can I just loved say, it. Ryan is our voice of reason. <laughs> he was able to talk me off a cliff through Facebook Messenger after this episode. <laughs> Where were you for me? What the hell? Like, so, there's, no, yeah. there's no saving you, Josh. And he told me that the priority of his notes was check on Brooke's mental health. <laughs> that was the top of my notes, yes. Yeah. Well, next on the list, we see Tyrion looking to see if his family survived. So we know that Tyrion's had some struggles with both of his siblings, but he is off to find out if Jamie and Cersei are dead. There's, there's some tears going on there. Um, and then we find out Arya did not choose life. In the last episode, we see her mount a horse and ride off, and we think, oh, maybe we'll never see her again. Nope, she's right back in the thick of things, watching, plotting, thinking. By the way, did anybody think that that uh, horse that she was on is uh, the Golden Company's horse. What's his name? Harry Strickland? Same white horse? I thought that after watching it the first time. I, I, I've watched that episode more than once. I um, saw that too. I saw a lot of people it, thought it was like Bran walking into a horse and saving mm-hmm. Arya. But oh, on the rewatch, yeah, Bran, that, that, no, he's uh, Bran. Uh, yeah, Bran's, Bran's worthless. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, the, the, the rewatch, that horse gets hit hard. It is crumpled. Yeah. It's not, it's not living still. Well, and then we notice that there are tons and tons of Unsullied in Dothraki. Again, one of the many things that were completely wiped out at the battle at Winterfell. <laughs> but they're just they're hundreds and there are thousands. They're back. Um, Unsullied are multiplying even though they can't. Dothraki don't have any women. They're multiplying. Life's good for them. Maybe one of the, the plot armor shields that we ran into. Okay, so then... As John had told Grey Worm a few scenes back, I'm going to go talk to the queen. John's walking up the steps, and there's Grey Worm. Grey Worm, like, <laughs> found the shortcut. <laughs> Beat him there. And uh, Danny emerges out to face her crowd of supporters. The Dothraki are going a little crazy. They're a little excited. They've got their queen. Uh, and by the way, her hair and makeup, impeccable during that scene. That, that shot with the dragon wings coming up behind her was yeah, pretty that awesome. Yeah, really that was pretty cool. That was awesome. Like, visually, they nailed a lot of things this season. But, yeah. Way to try and be positive, Craig. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Brooke, I got to ask you. You were Team Danny the entire time. You got to see your queen. She was in control, and she got to see all of her throng of supporters out there. How were you feeling at that moment? I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. She had a bad day, <laughs> don't we all? She had a bad day, Yeah. I still, I still liked her. I understand. So you were feeling good, though. <laughs> Bad know. day. I know. At that point, you were feeling good. 
No, I wasn't. I knew what she did. I don't know. John tried to reason with it later, and I was kind of like, yeah, he's right. No, he's not. I no. mean, that, that speech no. of her just I declaring know. And world then I was domination like, was... Oh, dang it, first everybody. of all, she says, uh, Grey Worm, you're my master of war. Like, he needed that authorization to be yeah. any, any more nuts. Well, and I was thinking even of, like, Howard Dean when he was in Iowa and he won and he's like, we're going to Michigan, we're going to Minnesota. She's naming all the places that she's off to next. And so this war is not over and she is not satisfied by just getting the throne. And Arya, did you, I remember the scenes from Arya like looking from the crowd like, yeah. kind of made me think for a second that Arya wasn't oh, going to yeah. do something about she's it. She's just hanging like, out in the crowd yeah. among the unsullied. And then after the speech, she just pops up next to John like, what's yeah. up, dude? That was quick. <laughs> So then we get to see a little bit of Tyrion versus Danny time. So Tyrion um, decides he's got a pair, and he decides to walk up those steps to confront her in front of everybody. And he throws off the hand of the Queen Lapel. He says he's done. And it's you freed she said, You freed your brother. And he said, You slaughtered the city. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Shame. Showdown. Shame. Shame. So then John seems to want to make his move, and Danny looks at him. She just gives him a glare like, what? What do you got to say? And they just, you know, do their brooding amongst each other. So she's everyone's queen now. Um, But as Arya says to John, try telling that to Sansa. Pretty good line. All right, then Tyrion and John have a discussion. Tyrion brings up Varys. John's being a total wuss because he's being the devil's advocate. He's saying she's our queen. This is over. And Tyrion's saying, "Um, did you just hear that speech? Because I don't think it's over. And John, my notes say he is so lame, so weak. I guess feeling about John at that moment. I was kind of hoping that like during that scene, like, because I mean, he he kept saying like Danny's my queen, blah blah blah, whatever. But like, I wanted some sort of like big moment for John where he'd like kind of. I mean, obviously he did realize what he had to do, but like the whole time he was just like denying it, denying. It. And I think he denied it up until like he had that talk with Danny, which was just kind of frustrating. And I don't know. See, I kind of felt like he was just going through the motions. Like he just wanted, like he was saying that he knew in the back of his head what she actually did. I mean, he was there and he witnessed it, but he couldn't say any voice of like anything that would possibly indicate treason because he needed his chance. He knew he was one of the only ones that could get her alone. Right. That was kind of how I interpreted it, but I don't know. I think John was just having a huge identity crisis this whole last season. So I, I mean, it last really three like seasons. Yeah. when you, but when you look at like what he says to says to Theon in the seventh season about like you don't have to choose, you can be yeah, both. At I, that point, he doesn't know that he has both to choose from. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't really know that he's only ever been Ned Stark's son. It's all about loyalty. It's all about honor. Sure. And he's now having to choose to do something that is the the less honorable thing to do. But in a way, he's seeing that it's probably the right thing. I, I mean, I think throughout the whole season, you're seeing John slowly tear himself apart over his identity, even though he gave you know such sage advice so easily to Theon over it. Yeah. But that's right. kind of the pinnacle of that is that you're, you're seeing him really start to see um, that the honorable choice is not is not always going to be the right choice. And um, his bed, wet, and behead was like all in one basket. Kind of hard. So we've got uh, then a little line showdown between Tyrion and John. One says, love is more powerful than reason. One says, love is the death of duty. And we see the Unsullied and the Dothraki, and we see so many of them. And my question that I wrote down is, 
where is John's crew at that point? Where are they at? Because I still know the showdown's coming somehow, so I'm thinking, who's going to have John's back? Turns out apparently it's just the Stark kids because uh, it's all Dothraki and Unsullied out there in that crowd. Um, then Tyrion makes one last appeal. He says Danny will kill Sansa and Arya. And that apparently was enough to get John activated um, because up to then he seemed to just be, yeah, it was a couple million people. No big deal. She's done now. She's a good queen. And then when she said he's, she's going to kill your sisters, it seemed like something clicked in John. Well, which is what we like the whole like the show was kind of built up like all the confrontation between Sansa and Arya and Danny like I mean they were never going to get along and they were never going to accept her as a queen so I mean I think the show did a good job in that aspect of like showing that this is going to help like John make his choice when he needs to make the choice so yeah so then we find Drogon under a pile of snow slash ash that was cool that was yes. a cool scene that was very cool um. But John's just walking up there, and Grey Worm's like, come on in. She's in here. I'm not going to guard her. She's got her moment in there. But, of course, we get to see the vision that played out from seasons ago. Um, when, when did we see that vision, by the way? Two? Season two. Yeah. 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 In the House in the of the house. Undying. Yep. And it was identical. And we, we, get, we get to see her touch the throne. She does not take a seat. I was kind of hoping right there that, like, so they always talked about how Aegon got cut by the throne all the time. When, or Aerys, sorry. Uh, when he got, when, like, towards the end of his reign. So I was kind of hoping there was going to be, like, a small throwback. Like, she'd, like, touch the throne and, like, immediately cut her or something. But, I don't know. That's just me. I'm, I'm nitpicking now. Well, and in the, <laughs> the House of the Undying, it's, she gets close to it and then she hears a baby cry north of the wall and then she goes north of the wall and then... What do you know? It's Jon Snow that's there and right. gets her to turn around, and she doesn't actually ever. But the next scene, we do get to see Jon kill her. And the first thing that jumped out to me was Jamie can take like 20 stab wounds and climb flights of stairs. Danny gets one little dagger, and she's just out. But it was right to the heart. Yeah, Jon knows <laughs> what he's doing. It was right to the heart. Jon wanted it to be not painful. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, he's taken one to the heart before. So were you guys surprised? Not, I'm sure you knew that John was going to do it, but I was surprised at how early in the show it happened. That was cool. I was like, hey, we still got some time. I I kind of, I don't know. I wanted, I wanted to see more of the Mad Queen because it was like a weird yeah. thing when it was happening because like Danny, it seemed like it was the old Danny like talking yeah. to John. And you kind of believed her for a second, but you knew at the same time that this, this lady just burned a city. Like, she needs to die. I don't know. If you read Amelia Clark's interview with The New Yorker, it was actually a really, really good interview. And she talked about how, like, she wanted to portray Danny's character in that moment as this young, youthful, loving, innocent, like, just wanting to take on and, like, wanted a future. Like, that's what they wanted to portray in her at that moment to kind of get you to remember the old Danny and what she wanted. But yet at the same time, she was a little cray. Right. But then, yeah, obviously that happened. A little cray, just a little, a little, little cray. Bit. Just, just a tidbit. <laughs> like I, like I hadn't bought into the like. I mean, I did, but I didn't. Like I, it wasn't believable enough yeah. for me. Which... But I wasn't sure if John was at that time. I mean, we knew he was going to get her sometime, but I was like, Kali, is he really buying into that? And then he started making out with her, and I was like, What? Oh, yeah, I, I know. I as like, soon as they got closer, I knew it was John's happening. playing devil's advocate again. Yeah. So, so something I mentioned to Kramer when we were downstairs, I, I actually, um, leading up to watching the finale, we watched the whole season that day. 
Um, and I do think that there's a lot more um, subtle stuff by Amelia Clark that's worked in throughout the season that connects more when you know where it's going. Um, I, I felt like it seemed a little bit more natural at that point, but it, it's it's still, I mean, you're not going to get what you're going to get out of the books with that. You're just not. Um, now, if they did 10, 10 episodes, yeah, maybe. But um, we Should have had 10 we got what we got with it. Um, I, I, I was not at all surprised that, that it happened. I kind of have been thinking that's going to happen for seasons. Might be a good time to uh, poll the audience here. Who here thinks this was the right amount of episodes? One person. <laughs> Who here thinks we could have used an extra episode or two? Or four. Or a season? Yeah. yeah. Well, so John has killed off Danny. She never got to sit in the throne. And then here comes Drogon, and he's like, what did you do? Um, that was a sad scene. Yeah. So I we, cried. It was like, cool. That was, I don't know. I felt So <laughs> my notes just say what is up with Drogon, um, because Drogon's the only one that seems to understand that the throne is a metaphor. So he's like, the throne killed Danny, not John. so therefore I need to kill the thing that killed Danny. Um, so he tortures the throne. Tyrion does say that the dragons are are that some maesters argue that dragons are more intelligent than humans. Mm. But I, I think really it was just that they wanted to have something visually cool. They're also very um, coordinated because mm-hmm. if you have something that size, you can apparently scoop your little wing slash fingers underneath a delicate body toenail. and carry that her off. Toenail. That was just the toenail. I think so. It was very good. Well, he originally sco- it looked like he scooped up with his wing, and then then he flew away with her his talent somehow. So I don't know how that worked out. Were Were you yeah. guys thinking uh, John was toast from Drogon? Yeah, I kind of wish it would have happened at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought him burning the throne though was. Uh, not only like a metaphor, but I thought it was really neat because they always talk about like Blary and the uh, the dread who whose fire forged was, the Iron Throne, right? Yeah. Who's you know his fire was a, you know hot enough to forge the Iron Throne. Well, I did, it only took like one from Drogon to absolutely torch the thing. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't I didn't mind that scene at all. I thought it was great. Um, what I got mad about is what my uh, roommate Tanner Erkin over there called out that Drogon was just gonna fly away into the horizon with Danny's body. Yeah, but and... he watches spoilers, so don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he predicted that. I'll give him credit, but I don't believe him. <laughs> it was, I mean, what a stupid thing to predict. Like I didn't want to watch that at all. Like, well, but it's really cool because now Bran's got some something to do. He can go look for Drogon out there. I thought it was cool. <laughs> well, right, we'll get to that. <laughs> well, okay. So then the next scene is we get to see Grey Worm coming to get Tyrion, and it's well, sunny out. Can we talk about? I hated the fact that we didn't get to see like any of that interaction between none. Like, like John saying, "Hey guys, weird thing." Yeah. So Danny's dead. Drogon's gone. Uh, but don't mean to sell. Move on. <laughs> yeah, it was an accident. Uh, I mean, there was nothing. We just that would have been a nice another episode to see all that interaction. And the one thing saying. we know about Grey Worm is cool head, right? So I mean, like when he heard that explanation, he probably was. All right, well, let's with, gather around a bunch of people and let's talk about what to do with you. Which that, is, that, that, that was, again, like John being so Ned Stark's son. Like, I, yeah. I, there was definitely a way for him to get out of that. Um, and 100%, you know that what happened there was he's like, hey, guys, so you see my dagger's gone. You see the blood spot. It yeah. was me. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas he could have been like, well, no, no Drogon accidentally stepped on Danny and they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's like such BS because we're – when we what we saw from Grey Worm's character going this entire season, 
how like vengeful he is and how mad and angry and yeah, and then a, all of a sudden he's just gonna take John prisoner after he killed his queen. Right. Like that's bullshit. We don't see like, it. We don't know that he took him prisoner. Well, you know. Well, he is the closest one to it, and he still would have certainly, as the master of war, had a say in the outcome of that prisoner. Right. Move on. We didn't see it. We don't. Uh, <laughs> well, so we get to see the sun is out, and we're wondering what's going on. And suddenly we get to see all the Starks. We get to see Yara. We get to see the Prince of Dorne, who doesn't talk. Um, <laughs> I don't even know his name. Is he even a Martel? I don't even we know. soon find out there's a struggle in democracy land, is what I wrote down. And then, and I'm trying to count the exclamation points. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> like 16. And there's Robin Aaron. Robin Aaron makes his, Your boy. his return, like I told you he would. In the and he's probably the... the Best looking guy on the show, which he, means he looked uh, good, breast though. milk is good for you. That is the storyline. <laughs> and I think Tormund Giants Bane would say the same thing. <laughs> so we get to see this council. And um, Samwell suggests a vote, of course. We go around. Samwell decides a vote. And then kind of breaking character of the show, everybody does a laugh because that would be stupid. Should I let my dog vote too? Um, and then... Everybody comes up with this idea, or Tyrion comes up with the idea, the prisoner. Tyrion gets to speak, and he gets to come out, and uh, he gives a rousing speech about Bran the Broken. Well, hold on. Before that, we got to talk about Edmure Tolley. Yeah. <laughs> that dude. That was hilarious. Yeah. Uncle, nobody. That was one of the few Uncle, Uncle parts of the episode that I appreciated. Just... One of my only liking Sansa moments. Sorry. Which, uh, yeah. which has happened more than once, right? I mean, like... Uh, the blackfish. I mean, he, like when when that happened, you looked at Sansa and you're like, "That's Catelyn put put an Edmure in his place." Hey, like, we have not whoa. been an explicit Ooh. show yet. It's twice, my man. Sorry. <laughs> I, I I loved around Shame. that around that council around that council stable table. You actually saw <laughs> you saw that the Starks had all the power. So I, I I mean, Arya just straight up shuts down Yara. Yeah. It says, if you say anything else about killing my brother, I'll slit your throat. And it's like, she sits down. The Prince of Doran kind of leans back. Um, Sansa shuts down Edmure Tully. Like, they had all of the power at that council already. Right. Sansa yeah, but how did they anything? get She's there? Because like, Grey Worm should have had all the power. I was, I was kind of shocked that Yara was, like, so upset about John killing Danny. Because, I mean, I feel like she would have had more of a connection with the Starks just with Theon. Yeah, but they made a good point about her pledging her loyalty in the previous That's season. That's true, which I can appreciate, I you guess, know? but, yeah. It was just kind of a weird, because I like Yara, and... Like, she went to Marine, pledged her loyalty to the Dragon Queen because she wanted to, to go against Euron or whatever. That's true. That's true. All right, so Tyrion makes a call for Bran the Broken, and I'm sitting there thinking, oh, that's a good joke. Um, and then I'm surely thinking that Bran's going to say, I can't. I'm the Three-Eyed Raven. Like he said in Winterfell, like he's been I can't the be time. the Lord of Winterfell. I'm the Three-Eyed Raven. And then instead he gives that little smirk. What do you think I came all this way for? <laughs> like, what? Are you you watched millions me? of people die. You've done nothing but like Google old images of wheelchairs. <laughs> and you came all this way because you're on a power trip? What was that? The worst. <laughs> Anybody else? I the fact that they put Braun on the Iron Throne really bugs me. Bran, not Braun. Braun, Bran, whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> the fact that they put Bran on the Iron Throne. Like I mean this they ignored like the main plot line of the entire show. R plus Oh, you mean like we R wasted a whole J. lot of time in investing in John? Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. We invested eight seasons in John 
hopefully ruling Nyan Throne someday. And no, like we're just for gonna... him to be a wildling. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think at the point that at the point that John died, and he was brought back to the Lord of Light, that was all at the window. Yeah. I mean, at that point, he was brought back for a reason. I think he was brought back to defeat to defeat the the threats of ice and fire, which he did. He served his purpose. He's going back into the fray. Then you why, like, why even make him a Targaryen then? He doesn't need to be a Targaryen no, he doesn't. for that to happen. You do kind of sound like the showrunners after the show. You've got the <laughs> voice for it, and you've got the reason. The you've tied of, it all up. I like it. And Danny kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Danny forgot to look to the left. One, one big question I have, though, is I, what's going on with the Dothraki? Like the, the, the blood of my blood thing, they're all her blood riders. They're supposed to kill themselves when they're defeated. or oh. you know, They're also supposed to only follow strength. Like What, what are they're they doing now? They're not supposed to put horses on boats. I don't yeah, know. They I, never, they, you knew the Unsullied would go in the north, or north but... Yeah, you don't know what's happening with the Unsullied. I always thought they were going to like go to Dorne or something. I guess they just live in King's Landing now. I don't know. But no, I, I, I did not love I did not love Bran as a choice. Oh, it's the worst. I mean, when, the I was, worst. when I was on in the first episode, I said, you know, I, I would love to see, see, so, see Jamie on there. But I said probably no, no throne. The like only other person that thinks that it's the worst that was on the show, though, was Sansa. She's like, hey, uh, his penis doesn't work. <laughs> She's like, like, Tyrion's giving this huge speech about how great Bran the Broken is and she's like uh hey have you checked downstairs not all working over there I'm like, he's really what broken is up with that sansa that was that was just payback for the you look beautiful on your wedding night i mean that, that's what that was <laughs> I, I think that they wanted us I'm to sure. think that she was going to say that maybe like she should like i think that's yeah. what they wanted us to think or lead us to believe which which then happens right so so we get bran is the first of his name and he becomes the king and sansa's like ah but i'm taking the north and you th- I'm thinking at that point people are going to say, well, I'm going to take the Iron Islands. I'm going to take, uh, right. you know, I'm going to take this territory, and we don't need to have a king. But instead, they're like, oh yeah, Sansa can have the North and Bran the Broken. <laughs> I was just that, a little surprised. That bugs me. Like she doesn't, she doesn't deserve to just declare that she's going to be queen. Of, like she's, I mean, their own separate kingdom. Why? Like, careful, Melissa's here. W- yeah, we have a. <laughs> Fellow, I mean, I'm sorry, fellow redhead but, out in the audience, very upset. Like a, a Stark is sitting on the Iron Throne. Why would you because want? Because she has a freaking army. Because <laughs> she has all the defense. She has all. The yeah, and her brother controls the other army. So what's the problem? She can, she can be Lord of Lady of Winterfell. I just don't well, think as she much deserves as to be queen of. I think so though, massive. I think though that like that is the point. Is that from what we're given for data, which is very little from the showrunners. The only the only two things that we know there are that there are thousands of unsullied and there are thousands of Northmen. Yeah, and the Northmen are the are the ones who are at the gates right now. Um, you know, they, they they kind of the the only the time they mention the Dornish army is when they say that they all sink with the Greyjoy fleet. Like that that's the only time they they're they're mentioned. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know. I think that that's what you're supposed to infer by that, but they give us no data on it. It's really frustrating. Yeah. I would encourage oh, yeah, she, she people to, march out. to understand. Remember, though, this is a podcast, so if you have questions from the from the crowd, we uh, can't yeah. hear them at home. So, <laughs> so there will be potentially some time to grab microphones yeah. later. But I don't know. I so just, we have a new we have a new king, and the new king immediately names Tyrion as the hand of the king, and Tyrion pretends he doesn't want it, but he totally <laughs> wants it. Right? I mean. He knows he has to. He's the best at it, although questionable. Is he? <laughs> questionable. But uh, he likes politics. We'll say that, maybe. I do like how Bran's like, well, now you're going to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> you're spending the rest of your life but making up for it. 
Okay. So then we decide <laughs> John is sentenced to the Night's Watch. And it's because Grey Worm's a little owly. It's because Yara bent the knee to the queen. And so, John, despite everything we know about you and about how you saved everyone in the realm. And how you're Targaryen. Further torture. Oh, and yeah, you killed, you helped us uh, kill the Night King, too. Uh, anyway, you're off to the north, and you need a celibate life, and uh, go go dig some holes, my man. And, you know, like many people have said online, they could just wait till Grey Worm got on that boat and be like, he's gone. Come back, John. That was a good meme. <laughs> do, you think, do you think there's something to it, though, that by John being sent back there and banished back to there not to father children, we are done with the Targaryens. Yeah. The, yeah. Westeros is done with them. Yeah, well, they, done yeah, with right. That's probably for a, dro- uh, for a dragon. Well, he stripped of all lands and titles. So, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I can see, I can see like that, that playing into why they would do that. I thought that was like the most depressing of the whole season is to see that happen. John also, I mean, I mean, he, he basically ended up back exactly where he was before this adventure after death. Yeah. Um, it's depressing. I, but I, I think, yeah, I, I don't know that that was his, really hard for me to swallow. His whole storyline. I watch a lot of people try to rationalize yeah. how he's going to be happy in the north as a free person, and, and oh. I don't know. I don't think John has happiness left in the world. Oh, I don't know. I don't have happiness. He's in the looked world. pretty happy when he was with Ghost. <laughs> but I got that pad in. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's such such a cop. Like, I would have been so much more happier if John just died. Like, <laughs> I, I I don't like the fact that he can just they just banish him to the Night's Watch. Night's Watch isn't even a thing anymore. What do you need the Night's Watch for? The White Walkers are gone. The Night King's not a threat anymore. Like. The wall is useless. Like, well, and I, I didn't understand. Maybe you guys could explain how, it for me. But when John and the wildlings went north of the wall, and they went out, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, the sun's out. This is fun." Um, grass budding out. Of the was sun, that so. John and the the wildlings just heading out for a for a stroll, and they were all coming back that night, or was John leaving? Is he gone? Yeah, I think they're gone. John's not going to be at Castle Black, and yeah. so spring, he's he's now a here. wildling. Yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, I think he's, then. He's, he's done for. He's gone. Yeah. He's not on the Iron Throne. I wanted him dead. It's where he wanted to be. So, yeah. so if you think... He never got to be where he during wanted that, to be. During the episode His whole storyline <laughs> is sad. During, during the episode where Tormund says goodbye to him, he says, you, you've got the North in you, the real North. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that was their, like, their weak version of foreshadowing that, that John belongs North of the Wall. But, I, yeah, I, I don't think he's coming back. I think he's, he's gone for good. So everybody's heading home. Everybody's getting on a ship. Everybody's going somewhere. Um, and then we get to see Arya saying, what's west of Westeros? And everybody's like, that's a good show name. Um, but the HBO showrunners apparently have already ruled that out. It's Westworld. That's what's Westworld. <laughs> Westworld. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, by the way, anybody in this room canceled HBO yet? Never. Nobody. Well, we have uh, prequels to come, so we'll see. But um, a few more things that are still happening in this episode. So Brienne decides to edit the Wikipedia page for Jamie, And as some of the memes said, at the very end she wrote, and he totally got with an amazing night woman, uh, and she was amazing in bed. No. <laughs> but no, she writes, John's, or she writes Jamie's story, and that was pretty heartfelt and touching. I'm glad that She's happened. got incredible penmanship. Jamie always deserved his, like, written history in that that white book of all the King's Guards. So I'm glad that yeah. happened. They gave us a good idea that some that someday he was going to get it in there somehow. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That scene they planted in like the first season. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Well, then we talk. Then we get to see the small council. There's a new small council, and uh, it refresh my memory. Who's on it? We got to see Bron, mm. Tyrion. Mm. Who else? Sam Davos. Davos. Sam. And Sam Brienne. apparently became a maester somehow. Oh, Brienne, somehow. yeah. But we don't get to see, we don't have a master of whispers, but we do have the three-eyed raven, so we shouldn't it's need not one. Good enough. <laughs> no, he's just going to go searching for a dragon. Yeah, we, have, we, have the, we, we have the, the grand maester who has a child. We have yes. the master of coin who I don't have any faith in to run an economy. That's going to be really interesting. Oh, yeah. I really, well, I really like Davos being the master of ships, though. That, that's about the only With good choice. Him being the smuggler, like, it's just kind of <laughs> cool. Um... I hate I hate Bronn in this season. <laughs> like, tell me who you I love. Don't, I don't hate Bronn. I hate. We how know they who be- hurts you, but who do you love? I hate <laughs> I hate how they betrayed Bronn in this season. He's like, a he made, sword. He made like two appearances, and all of a sudden he's the richest Lord guy of the reach yeah. and yeah. Paramount. Oh sorry. my! I'm getting upset. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it. Like he has one talk with Tyrion and Jamie, and then all of a sudden he's just yep he's got he's got the reach. He's well, it's like the one storyline in the whole show that shows what like not being loyal and what being a conniving and threatening guy. You get everything. Yeah, you so get everything. George R. R. Martin actually addressed him, um, and and he didn't say it was Braun specifically, but he said that as a show gets more popular and some of the characters are done well by actors. A character who has no point in being in the story is going to find it find its way staying there, and so I mean I think they've ran out of things for for Braun to do. I mean at the point we're at the, in the books, he has a castle. He names his son Tyrion. Cersei sends people to kill him. They come. They don't. They disappear. And that's about where you're left at with it. But right. you're kind of le- left with the thought that he's kind of out of the story. He's just, just gonna love his castle, love his lands. I just his ladies. I just felt yep. like it, they, he could have been more involved in the season somehow. Which, yeah, I mean, I think I know they made a deal, but, uh, you know, punching somebody in the nose, I don't think should give you like the richest, richest house in the land. But whatever. It happened. I I wanted to see his. I don't I don't don't think he wasn't worthy of it. Just his. Like how he's involved this season just wasn't, you know. I had too much hope for him. His like his was kind of like Danny's. Like I wanted to see them turn into a good person. Like a sellsword <laughs> is not. They're they're hired. Yeah. Like they're only for themselves. And okay. I really wanted to see him turn around with his relationship with like Jamie and Tyrion and like turn into something good. But no, he was strictly for hire. Yeah, I just I just wanted him to defend that position sometime this season, yeah. but he didn't. He just got it. Ben, ben I think and you forgot to mention that Pod the Rod was the one rolling in, Sir Pod Sir Podrick Payne. <laughs> Um, so you mean I forgot to mention that because he's threatening Robin Aaron for best looking in the Westeros? <laughs> Robin Aaron is the stud, you guys. He's going to get his spinoff. You wait and see. I, I didn't know until today, actually, that the actor who plays Potter Payne is the son of the actor who plays uh, Sir Roderick from the North. Oh, the, really? Their father-son. Yeah. So we have a couple, kind of cool. couple last points for this episode, and then I'm going to invite some people up here to ask some questions give their feedback but um we did get to see a one-eared ghost did that make you feel good mr kramer i mean anytime i see ghosts i feel great (laughs) (laughs) and didn't you feel like they might have been toying with with us when they said they didn't have a cgi budget to give john a proper goodbye and then and he's like got a big grin on his face i I literally just rewatched the episode and i was thinking the same thing like every scene with drogon looks Amazing, like even when Drogon's like nudging Danny's dead body, yeah. it, it looks so real. And then 
you see John Pet Ghost, and it just doesn't look real at all. And <laughs> just, give my Dire Wolf some loves. I mean, I got like a ten minute Ghost Snapchat of Kramer rolling on the ground, like <laughs> smiling or laughing or crying out. I didn't have the sound on about the ghost scene. So, my question next for you is: What does everybody here on this panel think about Brand's possibility of being a leader? I mean, he'll be good at it. What will he do though? Like, will he? John would have been better. Will he have wars? Yeah, I don't know. I just Seems don't rational. know. Seems I, rational. I just don't know. So, so I mean, Blood Blood He's, Raven was the one who who was a three three eyed Raven before Brand. Yeah. Um, and before he was the three eyed Raven, he was Hand of the King, and they actually had a horrible rule pretty much throughout that. He did a great job of shutting down Blackfire rebellions. He did right. a horrible job of ruling the realm. Right. Um. Bran doesn't seem like he's that interested in ruling the realm. <laughs> I mean, he's like, well, I'll go find Drogon. You all carry on with the rest. Right. Tyrion, I, I don't you've know. got the keys to the house. Yeah. So it's it's supposed to give us a hope for spring. But that's always but, been like this show and in like some of the books. Like yeah, the, Robert was The king has always let the hand run the realm. You know, like with Tyr- or with uh, Tywin and the Mad King. Like they always said, like Tywin ran the show. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Kramer has to run to the bathroom. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Is he serious right now? Yeah, <laughs> he's serious. Um, I I think that in a way, like it 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 kind of mirrored history. You go through you go through all this war, and really you end up in the exact same spot. Yeah. You have a hand who's ruling, you have a king who's disinterested. Like you you are coming back to the exact same spot that you left it at, with a lot more people dead, um, and a lot of people worse off. Yeah. Um, so so they talked about breaking the wheel. Was the wheel broken? I mean, it was in the sense that a, a what that a uh, Targaryen can't be on top of the wheel anymore to crush the people underneath it. I now think there's that was, two wheels. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, right. That was just that was just Tyrion like trying to explain politics briefly to yeah. Grey Worm, who has no understanding of it. I, yeah. I mean, it, they didn't break the wheel. They, they did not. They have break a council to rechoose it, but it's going to always be more of a puppet king if they do that. On this idea that now we're just going to choose the best man for the job, it was almost as laughable as what the you know that council of people were doing when Sam suggested democracy. It's the yeah. same thing, right? Hey, and everybody, welcome back. Josh Kramer to the stage. <laughs> well, I would like to take this moment to thank Ryan Rolfs for his analysis up here tonight. Uh, Ryan, you can go join the rest of the crowd. Well, thank thank you. you very much. And now I'd like to give everybody a chance, if they have some thoughts, come up to the mic, give us your questions, your thoughts. Just so you know, Mike Technique, you want to be up on that thing. So feel free. If we see you in line over there, we'll we'll call on you. Okay. So, Kramer. Yep. Final thoughts about how we ended up on this? So uh, my big thing is with this whole season is like a lot of the stuff that did happen, I kind of wanted to happen. Like I wanted, it's cool because I'm on a podcast and I'm getting asked if I can have a beer. Yes, I would take another one. <laughs> Gumboot song, please. So like with like like with the small council, everybody who was on there, I was okay with. Like John killing Danny, I was okay with. But like, just how, like we we didn't get enough time to like appreciate it and accept it all. Like there was no like building towards these these like these big moments just happened, like instantly, and yeah. it was. It wasn't like it didn't do justice to the show, and that's that's what 
riled me up a bit. That's why probably I'm so negative this episode. But Yeah, but I feel like the show has never set us up to be happy. Like, at the beginning of the show, I mean, look how every single season ended. Not with happy, op- oppression, but... Oppression, sadness, people dying we liked. Like, satisfied, and though. And at the beginning of the season, like, like you, you would repeatedly hear, like, the show producers, writers, and actors say, like, watchers aren't going to be happy after this. Or people aren't going to be happy how their favorite character ends up. And, you know, we were all in denial. Like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch it for myself. I don't know. And then it ends up and you're like, golly, they were right. Like, we're not happy. But that's how it ended. Like, that was yeah. that was John's storyline. He lived in oppression. It was sad, depressing. Like, they, they didn't set us up for success ever. We had this, like, sad hope and light that maybe it would turn out different. And that's why you maybe Danny would be room. different than her family. But, like, they set us up. I've always said Fire and Blood was released in the fall before the last season because they set us up to know and, like, know this history of the Targaryens every single time, how it always ended up. And history always repeated itself. So I was foolish. I believe she'd be a little different, but she wasn't. And John's storyline wasn't either. I wish it would have, but... But John's story is different, though. I've come to terms with it. Ryan talked me off my cliff. I'm fine. (laughs) Well, we have uh, have a... Another person up at the mic, Melissa Chuka. You were one of our guest hosts one of these weeks. Which week was that? Like three? Hey guys, uh, that was uh, yeah after the, the big battle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the big battle yeah. uh, against the Night King. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the many <laughs> big <laughs> battles, right? Yeah. So how you feeling? You got a Queen of the North, Sansa. You should be happy. Gosh, I'm, I have I have all the closure I need. I'm not super excited about how rushed it was, but I feel good about it. I'm okay. Oh, so mm-hmm. so you viewed this as a big plane that was nobody was going to be able to land, and they somehow landed it, and it was good. Yeah, totally. But I, I mean, nothing really. If you look back on things, it wasn't really a massive surprise. Things were all just yeah, building up to this, and it just came so abruptly. You know, I mean, the whole John and Danny scene was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> How are you we feeling just, about Bran? Um, I'm. I mean, it all makes sense. I mean, was I? I mean, I have to say my Were first words yeah. after the episode was over, because we don't talk <laughs> during the show. <laughs> but after it was over I, and the credits started rolling, I turned to John and I said, Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think we all said, Whatever, man. Whatever, man. Well, we have a Queen of the North, and that makes you happy, right? Yeah. Yeah, good. It, it really, I'm Ooh. satisfied. A redhead in the north. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, and in the way north, we've got Tormund Giants Bane, so we've got another redhead also out there somewhere, excellent. too. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for your contributions to the show tonight and on the on the previous episode, too. Yeah. So thanks. My pleasure. I'd like to hear from Chris Marlowe, one of the other three Ravens co-hosts, and uh, then we're going to play another game. Let's so, go, Chris. Chris. Let me hear it. Um... Always, Mr. Positive. How you feeling? Uh, the episode I was on, I was disappointed in the first two episodes. I'm disappointed in the last four as well. Uh, mostly because I'm okay with with John off and Danny. I'm okay with dragons dying. I'm okay with, with everything that happened. With but death. You like death. With, with anything in the storyline. <laughs> but it's like they were building a skyscraper. They built the first 50 stories in the first six seasons. And then they built the last 50 stories in the last two seasons. It was right. Just, or two episodes. Preach. It was yeah. just kind of absurd how they – and, Melissa, you talked about how you got your closure. and that, that is one thing that I'm not looking for in Game of Thrones. I don't care about closure. It's never been a part of the episode. It's never been a part of the show. It's just like these twists, these turns are, are Game of Thrones, and they 
cleaned everything up so tidily. That's why it felt forced. That's why it felt canned almost. Well, and I think if I remember right, you were not a huge fan of the the Night King storyline. You kind of liked Game of Thrones, like the the battle of house was, versus house. I was okay with the Night King storyline, but he's a traditionalist. That remember? that storyline just evaporated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all the flashbacks we had with Bran. Okay, this is how he's created. This is you, they built on the Three Eyed Raven. They built on it all, and then and then it kind of meant nothing. It literally meant absolutely nothing. nothing. Same thing with John being a Targaryen. It was just the two biggest storylines of the show. It laid these these roads, these bricks, and then nothing came of it. We we could just let you two go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've I've basically turned into Chris at this point. And I hate it. And I hate it. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Oh, uh, there is one of those somewhere. I think it's that. One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Debbie Downer's in the house. Well, that perfectly sums up the season. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your insights tonight. I would like to uh, move to another game, and then after the game, we are going to talk a little bit about the future of Game of Thrones, about the prequels, about the book. But this next game, I'm going to call to the stage. A volunteer. Let's see a hand to play a game. You will have an opportunity to win a $20 gift card to the copper room. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Tyler Buckman. <laughs> All right. Let's go book. I need you to get six. Let's make it a little oh, no. challenging. Let's get not, seven I... out of ten correct. Great. So Solid. this game is called, <laughs> is this line from a Game of Thrones villain or Donald Trump? Oh, great. <laughs> so you have to correctly identify if it's from Game of Thrones or Donald Trump. I will read the line. I'm going to try not to put any inflection or spin on it so that you can have an honest guess. Okay. If you think this has a happy ending, you haven't been paying attention. Is that Trump or is that Ramsey Bolton? Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, I gave you the name. That is correct. <laughs> yes. Hey, you got. Hey, there's one out of t- one out of ten correct. Yeah, six, that was a practice question. <laughs> you can tell I've hosted a lot. All right, the next one. My whole life has been heat. Is that a Game of Thrones character or is that Donald Trump? Donald Trump. That is Donald Trump. You are correct. Yeah, they... Okay. Everyone is mine to torment. Ooh, Joffrey. That is correct. Three out of three. Okay. I need loyalty. I expect loyalty. Hey, don't call. Donald Trump from the audience. Is that your final answer? Sure. Is that really your final answer? Uh, Game of Thrones. It's No, you are correct. Oh, it's it's Donald Trump. <laughs> we'll give that one to you. So that's four Megan's out of four so far. Okay. Next one. We're all fighting battles, but I love these battles. Game of Thrones. That is Donald Trump. <laughs> you got four out of five so far. You only need three more. No big deal, right? Okay. The big fish eat the little fish, and I keep paddling. I think that's Game of Thrones. That is Varys from Game of Thrones. 
Okay. He speaks and his people sit up at attention. I want my people to do the same. Donald Trump. That is correct. <laughs> you need one more correct. I looking at the answers and doubting them. I was like, that could have came out of <laughs> Doesn't seem possible, but it is. Okay. You have three questions to go. You need one out of three. Power resides while, excuse me, power resides where men believe it resides. Oh, Game of Thrones. Varys. I think there's Littlefinger, right? It's Varys. Varys. That is correct. We give that to you. So you have won the game, but we're going to have you do two more questions here to see how you do. Right now, you only have one wrong. It's the family name that lives on. It's all that lives on. Game of Thrones. Who said it? Uh, Tywin. Tywin is correct. Okay. And the final question, it's what I do, I drink, and I know things. Game of Thrones. That's correct. Let's give it up for Tyler Buckman, everybody. Maybe you should have been on this podcast. (laughs) All right. Well, now we're at the segment where we want to talk about what's ahead for Game of Thrones, what's ahead for HBO, what's ahead for the books. I will start with Brooke. Well, prequels. All we've known is what they've said. We have Blood Moon, who started filming. Uh, is that what the official title is called? Blood yeah, Moon? Blood Moon. What is Blood Moon? Children of the Forest. Showline. Yeah, they so started filming. So, in what time frame are you guessing so that's going to be? So, what I've read, it's been the long night, right? Before I don't know I I don't know if it's the same one but they they have said the long night before but officially they said they've started filming what is called Blood Moon which is the Children of the Forest and what they said was forty five thousand years ago but that's been debatable the timeline in the books. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He was really like yeah. What I read, he was very not supposed to say what he said about it. <laughs> but, so so there's the little battle between the HBO and George R. R. Martin on the future yeah. of these shows. Well, Amelia Clark's interview with The New Yorker was also the same way, where she didn't want to comment on it. And then they asked her, like, is it for money? And she's like, I can't comment on that. So, <laughs> um, so Blood Moon is being filmed right now. Yeah. I think it said and Naomi think, Watts. End, end of there's like a bunch of like, there's good names in it. Yeah. So, when do you okay. suppose we'll see that? And do, do you think it's the same where we have like six episodes this year and then three years later we have three episodes? What we do you what can we expect? <laughs> I I hope with this one that they keep it kind of short, like maybe 3 4 seasons at the most because I mean how many episodes can you really make based off the children of the forest? Kramer, we know you've been hurt in the past. <laughs> I'm just saying like I mean would you rather hear about the children of the forest for eight seasons or more well, history about some of the eight great seasons, houses? But it'd be well, good because it's I'm kind saying. of one of those things that they just touch on yeah. in the show, but it's Seems like you agree. pivotal. <laughs> <laughs> so um, other prequels, what are, what's being rumored? What's out there? I want to see, I mean, nothing is that nothing's confirmed right now, as far as I know, it's just the, the long night of the blood moon or whatever, but I want to see the dance of dragons. That would be amazing. Like the greatest civil war in Targaryen history where all the dragons pretty much died out. That would be 
Like when Heron Hall expensive. Got... That would be expensive. Yeah, yeah but yeah, with uh, the release of Fire and Blood, they pretty much have the script in front of them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. They all, like the, even those writers can't screw that up. And the so. Targaryen, <laughs> the Targary- like the keeping up with the Targaryens is amazing storyline to begin with. Exactly. So we much have family somebody drama. It's jumping so good. on a microphone over here. Hi, Chris Marlowe. Come on, Chris. You're all about the dragons and how that'd be great to see and everything, but. I think the most dragon action we've seen is the last few episodes or that last few seasons, and I think that actually takes away from the storytelling, the the character development that actually made the series as good as it is. Did you oh, read the Dance of Dragons? I have <laughs> I read parts of Dance yeah, of Dragons. So don't, it's but, a nerd but, showdown, but, everybody. Don't come at me, bro. Oh, comes fair on page thirty-seven. <laughs> Josh, at the same time, I think we know that just because the books are good doesn't mean it translates to good TV. Well, the the plot line's there for them, so they can't screw it up. So, <laughs> well, thank you, Chris. Let's give it up for him, everybody. <laughs> All right, so so yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not Shame. saying it's because of the dragons. Because like it's literally all the, like that. The Dance of the Dragons story is as Game of Thrones as we can get. Like it's in a conflict. It's cutthroat. People are getting assassinated left and right. And there's also big dragon battles too. That's cool. Awesome. But those are like the smallest talk. When you, if you read, if you ever read that part. It was like the smallest talked about parts in the book. Yeah, go read something and come back and yeah. talk to us later. Don't come on. <laughs> so we've got Ryan Rolfs up at the mic. What do you got, Ryan? Well, I had to say I'm, I'm going to agree with Marlo. I, I, I really want to I really want to see it, but I think that there's a, an extreme amount of complexity with the Dance of Dragons, um, and I, I I think they would just they would dumb it down. Yeah. Would, but there's great things in the text, like with Aemon One Eye going flying in to take out his cousin, and like this massive right. dragon battle. It's all it would amazing. be really cool. I think the the political part that makes it so wonderful would be entirely lost. But my fear for the prequels is that we're going to get the Hobbit series. I, I mean, I, I think those Hobbit movies have been horrible. They they were prequels to a great trilogy of movies. And that's what I'm fearful of. What I want to see is Duncan Egg. That's what I want to see. Duncan Egg would be cool. I Brooke, can get behind that. Brooke, that's... what prequel do you want to see? I want to see Aegon's Conquest, and that's what I was actually just going to... I was, Aegon's Conquest. I was going to kind of come across because HBO has their cash cow. They know what they have people set on. And especially if they're, they're viewers, right? They're, they're not going to gain viewers probably that didn't watch HBO. They have enough viewers from HBO, that, or I'm sorry, that watch Game of Thrones that are going to watch the show. And if they can show Aegon's Conquest with Aegon and his two sisters on their dragons, they had enough viewers that loved it simply because of Daenerys on her dragon. And then they had Jon on the dragon. Well, let's get three... Targaryens that are all siblings that are going to take over the whole seven throne or all seven kingdoms. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's pretty. That'd be that's a good awesome. One. You love Targaryens. Like, but I know I, I but do, I also but think, I mean, hey, come on. Like, that, that's a pretty setup for success. They're more interesting right. than Starks. Who's your favorite Targaryen queen? Visenya or Reyna? Visenya. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. Nerdy I, think, up here. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, if you think about it, like, they have it set up for success. Like, I mean, their viewers are there already. All right. I'm just going to say it since none of you will. But I would like to see, like, you know, kind of a reality show in the Erie. Yeah. I would like to see uh, <laughs> yeah. a little Robin Aaron time. Suckling the boob when he's 40. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other person that I was very disappointed that did not make an appearance in this final little finger. Oh. We could use a little more little finger in our lives, too. The Even though we know how the story plays out, like, watching Robert's Rebellion wouldn't be the worst thing. No, I would be love good. it. It'd I would good. love it. You know what? It's a great story. What I think would be great for this show in the future is 
is probably more of that leaving people wanting more, right? So maybe we do a six-part mini-series on Robert's Rebellion or something related to that instead of trying to build out years You mean where they years like and years. Or... Well, I know that I guess what I'm getting at is just leave people wanting more. Okay. Well, I think we got it, like, so invested in this yeah. that we were set up to be disappointed. But even taking it back to the ancestors, so like viewers will feel smart and interested. You show them the Targaryen ancestors and then all of a sudden you see the first Starks that, you know, like the bending the knee and then you show them, you know, the you know, all the other houses that we're familiar with, and you're like, oh, I know them. This is really interesting because this was how many thousands of years ago, and then, boom, everybody is already intrigued. Like, you already have those viewers. Yeah. I just, I think that they're going to do something with it like that because that's, that's their cash cow. They're going to bring it in. And supposedly George Martin said that there was five prequels on the table and three had been approved. Now they all have to go through, like, the pilot and whatnot. Right. But no, that's only what, one's been greenlit so far. Yeah, and that's... that was Blood Moon. So... From last I read. I don't know if anybody else knows different. So I think the, the final thing we need to talk about is, is George R. R. Martin going to put out another book? 2020. 2020, I, summer of 2020. No, I heard 2018. Should we take a poll or <laughs> bets on that? Marlo thinks he's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. I think he wins a... He was Googling <laughs> his age before we came up here. I, will, I was... Wins of winter will happen. I don't know about a dream of spring. Everybody drinking at a bar is an expert on everybody's health suddenly here. All right. <laughs> well, I do want to take this time to thank everybody for listening to Three Ravens this Thanks, season, guys. this podcast. So first off, I want to say thank you to you guys for subscribing, for sharing it to people who've heard, who love the show. But also, I really want to thank my co-hosts, Unexpected Stars here, because we didn't know how this was going to go. <laughs> We, we just had an idea, and it started over Facebook, and here we are. So let's give it up for Josh Kramer, everybody. He is not happy, so that applause is not making him any happier, but I, we are I happy for him. I still love the show. Don't he's get like, it twisted. He's the melancholy. He's like, Josh definitely broke out all the swear words tonight. Shame. 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 I still love the show. I just want to—I want to make that clear. I love the show and the story and the books. But and Brooke Lancaster, thank you very much. Let's give it up for her. Incidentally, Brooke helped line up a lot of our guest co-hosts too. Um, so that is it. The one thing I will tell you guys: if you are a subscriber to this podcast, don't delete it just yet. We may bring this back if some of the prequels are interesting. So keep it in there. And thanks a lot. And uh, we are. Out.